Welcome to Coffee in Jesus. I'm your host, Jael, coming to you from the great state of Texas. It is July the 9th, 2022. I waited a couple of weeks to talk about the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I wanted to have, to have time to think about it, to pray, to get my thoughts together, and just let it all sink in. I remember when it was overturned, and what a, a ruck, I mean, sorry, when it was first established and put into law, and what a ruckus that caused in the adults around me. I was a child at the time. And 50 years later, I sat in my car that Friday morning and I saw the headlines come across my Facebook feed and I just froze in disbelief. Not shock as in angry, just shock that it really did happen. And then I began to cry. I began to cry for all of the babies who have been lost over all these years. And then I felt like the Lord reminded me that I also needed to weep for the women who are in a situation right now, right then, that day, June 24th, who are thinking about having an abortion because they had been raped, a victim of incest, a victim of trafficking, and so on. And so my heart was just heavy for everybody. It was happy for the people who were happy. I was sad for the people who were sad. I just had a lot of emotions. Now, my personal belief, I am pro-life. That is my belief based on my interpretation of what God says about lives and his sovereignty over creating life and taking life. That's my belief. And it may not be yours, and you have the right to disagree with me. I have believed that we should love and care about women as well as children. So it hurts me when people say, well, you're anti-woman, you're anti-female, why don't you care about the mother? I do, but I also care about that little baby who doesn't have a voice, who may be a female child. I don't look at the women who want an abortion or who have had an abortion with anger or judgment, but rather compassion because that's a really difficult decision to have to make. I was raped. And I can imagine that if I had become pregnant as a result, not wanting to have a reminder of that assault, I can be honest about that. This is a moral decision that each woman, a moral and an ethical decision that each woman has to make. Now, the overturning of Roe v. Wade does not get rid of all abortions. It has given the legal right back to the individual states to say whether women can have them or not and under what conditions. 
it does not prohibit hospitals and doctors from doing their jobs in cases of emergency where the mother's life is at risk. Medical professionals are still going to make medical decisions um, along with the family or the permission of the spouse. If the wife's about to die giving birth, who do you want me to save? All of those things will still come into play and, and be in place. So don't let the news media steer you that this is a, a, a Christian thing and, you know, just all Christians hate all pro-choice people. And that's not what this is about. This is about the Supreme Court reinterpreting or interpreting correctly the initial ruling in that initial case because there was a misinterpretation of law. It was not overturned because the justices are trying to be um, pro-Christian or pro-Bible or pro-religion or anything else because there are lots of religions here in the United States, not just Christianity. Now, I profess to be a Christian, but I know that everybody is not. And I also know that I cannot force my beliefs on everybody else. Um, I have my own opinions, and this is just mine. Deep down, all I want is for the mother and the child, the unborn child especially, to be taken care of. And I would love for laws to be enacted to help the mother and the child from the moment of conception to long after that child is born. And this can go on and on and on this conversation because I can talk about some of the posts I've seen that say, well, you want these children to be born, but then you don't ban assault rifles and they're massacred in mass shootings in schools. And, and I agree with that. We should not have, nobody needs an AR-15. I'm sorry. You just don't. If you're not in the army, if you're not in the armed forces, if you're not fighting a war, I mean, you don't need that. There's nothing wrong with people having guns, but, but AR-15s, no, you don't need assault weapons. Um, sorry, I'm a school teacher. I do not want to have to carry a gun to school, yet I also want to protect children, and I want laws that protect children, whether they're in the womb or in a classroom. I'll get off that soapbox. So my feelings about this whole topic is that we need to, if we're Christian and we are pro-life, then we need to stand for righteousness and keep moving forward with love and compassion, not gloating, but celebrating the victory for unborn children while continuing to be compassionate for women who are in a difficult situation. I know not everybody was happy about the verdict, and I have great empathy for those who have had abortions, who have had to make that difficult decision. I have friends who have had to make that difficult decision. They're married now with other children, and yet from time to time they get really, really sad about the decision they made 20 years ago. And let me say this, 
Jesus loves you if you're pro-life, if you're pro-choice. He loves you. He loves you whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. He loves the child who was aborted. Jesus loves children. And he also loves the woman who had the abortion. Jesus has mercy and grace for each and every one of us. So let's stop fighting each other and focus on the gift of Jesus' birth. An unplanned pregnancy that saved the world. I'm more concerned about kingdom rights, doing what's right in God's eyes, his truth, and sovereign will. And this is a historic moment, but this is just a step, just one little step on a whole staircase of issues, if we're going to be honest, of things that are going on right now. If we really care about children, get rid of child pornography. If we really care about children, protect children in airports and at the bus stations, which is a hub for trafficking. Protect children in the classrooms so that we don't have any more mass shootings. I do not want women to be thrown to the wolves and to the streets after they've had an unwanted pregnancy. Let's just be real. We need to continue to help these women after they give birth. So let's make laws to continue to help them after they give birth. Being a woman for the, I'm sorry, being a mom for the first time is very scary, very stressful, and very expensive. So I've also heard the argument that this is going to really hurt the poor community and black and brown communities because the people who can't afford the children that they already have will be forced to have more children and they can't take care of them. You know what? Let's strengthen and fix and clean up this horrible foster system where kids are abused. There's a way to fix it. Let's put our money where our mouth is and stop building million dollar sports stadiums for high schools and train foster parents and future adoptive parents and help these babies and help these kids if they aren't wanted by the mom. Let's do that because it takes a village to raise a child. So let's offer assistance instead of judgment. Let's offer compassion instead of condemnation. Laws post-birth are needed. So I'm praying that we can help reporting them. Oh, I cannot talk today. That we can help the hurting, the poor, the abused, the lost, future foster kids, future adult women and teenage women who find themselves in difficult situations where they're thinking about having an abortion. And again, if you've had one, Jesus loves you and so do I. I'm not passing judgment on you. This is just my opinion, my personal code of ethics and morals. And I'm just speaking out because Christians get a bad name sometimes, and I understand why. Because some of us have been very ugly in the past in the things that we've said about women who've had abortions, young women who've had abortions, 
showing up at abortion clinics with horrible, horrible signs. I'm sorry if you had to see that or endure that. I, I, I really, truly am. I'm just trying to show compassion as Christ did while still standing firm on biblical beliefs and truths and principles. Jesus loves children. And I want to save every child and give them a chance to be born. And I want to draw every lost soul to Jesus. That's my whole point in making this post. Again, not to pass judgment, but to show compassion. It's a difficult time. You know, everybody's sensitive to the topic, but a lot of people are just really, really angry. And that concerns me, this, this spirit of anger that has arisen because of this issue. So ask yourself, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? Because we really don't need to walk in anger. We need to walk in love. And I'm just praying for those of you who are pro-choice, that you heard my heart and that you understand that this is a chance for change. And as a Christ follower, I believe in the following verse, Psalm 139.13, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. That's why those of us who are pro-life believe that life begins in the womb and that God has a plan for this unborn child. This needs to be a time of healing, a time of hope, and not a time of hurt. Jesus is our only hope. So if you're a Christian, and if you're a pro-life, I am asking you to take action by becoming a foster parent, an adoptive parent, by supporting organizations that work with pregnant teens, to give to these organizations. They're usually nonprofit. They don't have a lot of funds. Help teenage moms when they're pregnant and after they're pregnant without judgment please you don't know what situation they were in to get pregnant you cannot assume that this young lady was just promiscuous and sleeping around maybe she was raped maybe she was trafficked so let's create a culture of compassion a culture that edifies the unborn and upholds the sanctity of life. I personally celebrate every baby, no matter how they get here, because God allowed that child to be conceived for a purpose. This is a chance for change for all of us. And so I want us to continue to respond with humility and 
compassion. There just needs to be a lot of love and grace and healing because again, this is a very difficult topic. Now, yesterday, the president, I believed, signed an executive order to basically allow states to be able to continue to allow abortions, if I understood the headline correctly. So here again, you see, like I said, this is a step and there's a whole staircase and people are up in arms and there's happy and sad people on both sides. And my eyes are on Jesus during this whole situation. And the bottom line is, is what my mama always told me, people will always find a way to do what they want to do. Legally or illegally, they will always find a way. And so that brings up the other argument. So now women will have abortions in unsafe, unsanitary clinics by people who are not medically trained, like what happened in the 50s and 60s. That's another problem that I'm praying about because I certainly don't want that to occur and cause more problems either. It's just a difficult situation. And yet I still want those babies to live, to have a chance to grow up and be whoever they were supposed to be. It's not their fault that they were conceived and they can't speak for themselves. And the way abortions are done is just a horrific experience for a human being to suffer. Their lives are taken away in a very painful way. I just can't even imagine what those poor little babies feel. And again, that's where my heart is. It's, it's with the children, those babies, and it's with the mom too. And nobody talks about the after effect on the mom for months and years to come. Not for every woman, but for many. There are psychological ramifications. They're emotionally torn. They're upset. They feel guilt and shame. And Jesus doesn't want us to feel guilt and shame. He came to save us from that as part of him dying on the cross. so that we don't have to live a life like that. And as I said earlier on the broadcast, he loves you whether you've had an abortion or not. He loves you whether you are pro-life or pro-choice. He loves you whether you are Republican or Democrat. He loves children and he loves women. He loves men. He loves heterosexuals and he loves homosexuals. And yet there are things that God says are okay. And there are things that God says that they are not okay. I love you guys. I really do. I just want us to understand the heart of the father, the love of the father and his design for humanity and to respect every life and not just some. Bye, y'all.